All right, everybody, Brandon Lewis here with the TenCon Big 7 Weekend Update, where we have got news that you will not get from the left-leaning corporate media outlets or the establishment, and it includes Governor Lee meeting with Democrats behind closed doors to talk about taking away your Second Amendment rights or something like that. Tennessee Teachers Conference includes educating Christians that they are definitely a privileged class, and that's a terrible thing. Uh, Tennessee approves 7,800 appeals of third-grade reading retention law. We're going to get into that. If they can't read, just pass them along. Embracing AI, UT Knoxville uh, plans on some integrations for the worldwide takeover by robots. Uh, Probably Tullahoma High School principal who suspended a student for posting memes while off uh, off of school grounds and not uh, not at school uh, leaves behind a pretty poor performing school but that's okay and discipline for the children and accountability but not necessarily the school system Ecom america to receive two million dollars in free money from your pocket it's going to be great you're going to love it it's going to improve your life drastically and then we're going to get into some good news uh, in the good news segment and that is getting some parental uh, rights uh, laws going into effect at Tennessee public schools and a court ruling that the wicked teachers unions, which don't have much to show for all their promises, but very little uh, actual delivery of substance, ain't going to be able to get their money quite as easily. So that is a good thing. So that those are a few of the headlines, and we're going to get through these stories in detail so you can be the most educated person, the most knowledgeable conservative in your circle. Now, before I move along, we must uh, do a few things. I've got to apologize for something, make an announcement, and then thank a few folks if it's okay with you. Number one, I was high atop uh, the mountains of Clayton, Georgia last week, which is why you didn't hear from me, but not necessarily because of the location. I got ready to do the Big Seven because even when Brandon Lewis goes on vacation, I still work for you for free. Uh, trying to advance conservatism in the state of Tennessee. And as I got ready to do it, I discovered, even though I had forced everyone out of the house, even though I had turned off all the draw on the Internet, uh, this Internet was the kind that you had to take an American online CD and you had to actually stick it into uh, a DVD player to get your Internet. I'm joking, but it's about that slow. And I could not send a file. No matter how small the upload speeds, it just grind and grind and grind, and then it just never would produce. And so you did not get the big seven, and I apologize. At the same time, uh, Jason Vaughn, who is a dutiful son who can use your prayers, and his family is dealing with a little bit of a family emergency, and therefore, because of the universe conspiring against us, there was no big seven yet. Now, do not let your hearts be troubled. I'm right back. I'm going to catch you up on some of the stuff that we may have missed last week, bring you up to date on what's going on today so you will be uh, no worse for wear moving into this. Now, I would like to get into an announcement about the Conservative Candidates Academy. If you even have an inkling about ever running for office, let me tell you one thing about it as a former paid professional, and this is an endorsed message from the Conservative Candidates Academy. Um... If you start too late, if you don't know what you're doing, if you can't connect yourself to the people and resources necessary, you will lose. Running for office is difficult. It is challenging. But when you know what to do, 
it is far easier. You're far more likely to win, and we've got to put more conservatives in office, and that is what you'll learn at the Conservative Candidates Academy. Please do go to conservativecandidatesacademy.com. That's conservativecandidatesacademy.com. Register for this event. I've talked to a good friend of mine, uh, Todd Watson of the McMinn County GOP, and he is going to be sending multiple candidates uh, to the upcoming candidates training. And so if you run a grassroots organization, if you are in a grassroots organization, uh, but you're not necessarily a leader, forward the website to them, Conservative Candidates Academy, and simply ask, do we have anybody that we're running for office that really needs to be here so they can be equipped to win? If that is the case, don't go to some crappy training. I used to do this professionally for a living. There, I've been to some bad candidate trainings that really don't tell you what you need to know. They want to pat you on the bottom uh, and, and make you feel good, but they really don't leave you armed and equipped with the truth to win. This is not the kind of event that this will be, so do go to conservativecandidatesacademy.com. I hope to see you there live and in the flesh. Now, moving on, I'd like to thank a few people. Uh, and I'm going to do that by way of reading the mailbag. Mailbag! I think that's something that used to happen on Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. And uh, he has gone on to his great reward. I think his name is Paul Rubin. I can't recall. But I do remember growing up uh, watching Pee Wee's Playhouse. It was very we weird. It was rather surreal. And, of course, later on the gentleman uh, did have a hiccup or two in his career. But uh, we wish Pee Wee the best in the afterlife. Uh, and we're going to get into the mailbag now. Here we go. Hi, Brandon. This is kind of hard to read a little bit, but Im impressive talk the other night over here in Jackson. Uh, thanks for sharpening our focus and for all you do uh, to keep the lights on in a dark world. We will support and promote your mission over here in West Tennessee. Uh, the area is full of conservative souls just needing a source to counter the half-truths and the obfuscation. Obfuscation. Uh, you know what I mean. Of the political world. Blessings, Mary and Eddie. Now listen, Mary and Eddie, I appreciate your support. Uh, I was honored by what you sent in, and that is the, uh, the, the biggest thing we've ever received here in a single donation. And just when you think, uh, doing this job as I do, that I am all alone and that nobody is going to help because it just feels like that so often, somebody comes behind you and just gives you a tailwind and it keeps you keeping on so thank you very much mary i can't tell you how much i appreciate it i will be giving you a buzz to thank you in person tomorrow while i'm on the road to to uh, the mississippi coast um and so you may may hear this before i call you or may you you may hear about it afterwards but thank you very much here's another one that i got in the mail and it just says thanks if you can see that on the screen there and inside it reads, uh, I will place a wood fluce over the threshing floor. Judges 6.31. When God gives a vision, I'm going to try my best to remember this, He always makes provision. I need to hear that more, more than, I, th than you know. Seek God and the answers will seek you. Keep up the good fight, Brandon. Thank you, Tracy. And Tracy, I appreciate your longstanding support. Uh, very strong support. Thank you so much. Here's another one. And it says, another thank you note, a little American flag there. I appreciate it. Hey, I'm sorry. You're going to have to get into the mailbag here. Thank you again for including Jackson in your uh, summer tour. Uh, we really enjoyed what you had to say and have received many good words about your sharing. I do hope that you received some healthy donations, and I did. Thank you very much for the help. I uh, just sent you some from the people. You need to keep that. We the people need to probably keep that, but I'll take it. Thanks uh, for being uh, the connecting link between us and Kurt, and that's my buddy Kurt 
um, of the SCCR, I am fairly certain that in a short time there will be a Madison County Constitutional Republicans. We need more of them. And it says, uh, we will win because God is on our side. Continue your all-important work. Uh, you and your team are making a difference. Thank you, Londa. I appreciate that very much. One more. I promise. Just one more. Okay. But I had to read these mailbags. It encouraged me. Here, look at that little bird with the American flag. Doesn't that touch your heart? It touches mine. Here we go. Brandon and Company, uh, TCN has been uh, such a tremendous resource for us, which is Tennessee Conservative News. We could not do what we do without your thanks. Uh, Empowered Jefferson, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, Bill and Kathy uh, says a big thank you. Another thank you from somebody who scribbled something I can't read. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you for all you do, Mike. Uh, you do so much for us to make us informed. Thank you, Billy Jean. Those are some of my favorite people all in one card right here. That's a framer. I appreciate it. That's enough of the mailbag. We got a lot of mail coming in. We did send out a letter uh, regarding Bill Lee's red flag laws that he's trying to pass with the help of rhinos and Democrats up in Nashville and um, the fact that it's going to be very difficult and challenging to cover because it all happens so fast. Oh, I'll get into it as we go. We're going to get into this. I don't need to. I don't need to front load it. We're going to get into it. All right. Please do give this. Give us a review. Okay. Last chore that you've got. Give us a review. If you listen to this podcast, just stop what you're doing. Pause it. Go give a five star review. Really helps other people find us. Uh, subscribe uh, to our newsletter, TennesseeConservativeNews.com, and of course we are in Gab Getter Truth MeWe uh, Social. Is it now called X Truth Social? X now. It's not Twitter anymore. But you can find us over there. So. On with the news, on with the news. <clears throat> Governor Lee meets with Democrat lawmakers behind closed doors to discuss gun control legislation. I've said it before and I'll say it again. With Republicans like Bill Lee, who needs Democrats, a Tennessee special legislative session to address gun laws quickly approaches. It has been discovered that Bill Lee has been discreetly meeting with a group of state lawmakers throughout the summer. State uh, Democrat Senator Heidi Campbell from Nashville and Representative Antonio uh, Parkinson from Memphis accepted such invites themselves. A spokesperson, uh, the governor, said that so far, quote, the governor has spoken with more than 100 legislators and looks forward to continuing these productive conversations ahead of the special session on public safety. Some of these, quote-unquote, productive conversations, however, have involved an inner circle of lawmakers attending secret meetings hidden from the public eye. I think one thing that is interesting to me is that Bill Lee has only called two special sessions in his career one was to give $2 billion to uh, woke Ford Motor Company's failed electric car division for Tennessee's Green New Deal. That's a great idea, right? Got dragged kicking and screaming to the medical freedom sessions. He was probably afraid that his abuse of his executive powers and emergency orders uh, would be overturned, and God knows tyrants don't like their power being taken away from them. He has met with 100 legislators. He's really pushing this because a crazy trans person hopped up on medication whose society has told that if you are a woman who thinks you're a man, that that is to be celebrated and that is normal instead of the fact that you need help, that his solution to it, his initial knee-jerk solution, is to water down our Second Amendment rights, which is a slippery slope. Why hasn't Bill Lee, if you go back to his 10 for 10 uh, promises that he made, why hasn't he met with a leg, you know 100 legislators to oh say, Come up with school choice, because he promised that, right? That we would all have real school choice. I have none. You probably have none. He said also that he would uh, enforce the rule of law on illegal immigration, but instead he is giving people professional licenses. He's, he's never gotten behind a single uh, piece of legislation 
on illegal immigration except to expand it or to make it easier, but never to curtail it despite those campaign promises. And I could go on down the line. Corporate welfare. Like the guy gets really excited about things that are not conservative. Meanwhile, he has no interest in things like term limits uh, or anything else that he promised, protecting your rights, your constitutional rights without uh, compromise. All of these are campaign promises. Now, he's never worked the media up into a frenzy. He's never worked the legislators on the things he promised to run on, but the things he promised he would not do, he's got all the time in the world to do that. We've got to elect a better governor the next time around, and we've got to have better Republican leadership so that should we go into a crisis again, we don't have weak uh, rhinos, really just old Southern Democrats like McNally and Sexton leading the two chambers, which are the only thing that stands between a rhino, Southern Democrat, like Bill Lee, cramming this stuff down our throats. Back to the story. The inner circle consists of between 12 and 15 House and Senate members gathered by Governor Lee's team to supposedly advise, advise the executive administration on potential legislation. You know what all this stuff is? This is him getting together with our state lawmakers so that he doesn't fail to do something. He is probably afraid that Republican lawmakers will just say no, which is really what they should do if they had any political sense. But this will just be one other thing. This will be another uh, feather in the cap of somebody who wants to run for office as they uh, continually and constantly remind the public uh, during Republican primary elections of the fact that our sitting leadership is unable to do anything in education, that they continue to grow the government, they continue to hand out corporate welfare and all the major initiatives that, that conservatives really care about there's been no action on and everything they really kind of despise and, and distrust uh, and all the corruption is kind of in place. So this will just give people that want to run just one more thing to tell voters about if they are smart. Republican Senators John Stevens, Becky Duncan Massey, and Don White, as well as Democrat Senate Minority Leader uh, Ramesh Akbari, were all noted as attending these meetings. According to the Senate Republican uh, Press Secretary Molly Gormley, Senate Republican Caucus Press Secretary Molly Gormley, I would hate to have this job. You'd basically, I've got to lie all day long to people. It's what this job is. Quote, the working group has not been part of drafting the governor's extreme risk order proposal. No red flag laws here. Like Jack Johnson said, you've got to call it something else. John Harris of the Tennessee Firearms Association said, and he has been doing great work, in a constitutional republic with so-called conservative government in a red state like Tennessee, few would expect that the governor would be conducting secret meetings. Well, if you're a second-minute advocate who's watched this particular governor and several of the Republican legislative caucus over the last 13 years, you might be one to expect exactly that kind of shenanigans. Anybody who has paid any attention to anything that has happened in the last 20 years, and I will admit it, I will admit, Brandon Lewis, you, you heard it here, breaking news, even when I ran federal races, even when I ran state and local races, I honestly just always thought that if you're a Republican, you're probably going to be okay. And my job was to help elect Republicans. Little did I know that I was often sending people that did more harm than good. And then I took six years, focused on my family, focused on my business, and got completely out of politics until COVID made me get into the news business to finally get the truth out there. It's the only news outlet that will tell the truth in Tennessee. But it wasn't until 
probably two good years of running this publication that I really had my eyes open to how rotten, corrupt, and completely unaligned with the campaign promises the GOP caucus is up in Nashville. I mean, there's very little redeeming qualities. And so you, as a Tennessee conservative subscriber, whether it's a podcast or whether you read the news stories or whatever it is you do, now you know. And I would challenge you, if you listen to this podcast, if you read our news publication and we are telling you something that isn't true, if I am beating a narrative that is false, point out where. I would like to know. I don't get those kinds of emails. I don't get those kinds of calls. Are lawmakers upset with me, disappointed? Yeah, obviously. Nobody likes the truth when you're living in darkness. But they never say that we're getting it wrong. They never say that we're telling something that isn't true. And there's a difference. Next story. Tennessee's teachers' conference included woke presentation labeling Christians as having privilege. Don't you just love putting your kids in the hands of these left-leaning, anti-Christian school teachers. It's got to be good for society, good for your kids, right? The Clarksville Montgomery County School District compiled with a public records, or compelled rather, with a public records request uh, that parents defending education submitted regarding the conference entitled Engage 23, The World Needs More Purple People. Do we? On page five of the conference materials, it seems that purple people use diversity, equity, and inclusion to connect. Of course, we need more, we need more uh, Marxists and communists. That's what we need in good old education. I guess if you're going to continue to pretend like you're educating people and that the taxpayer is getting a value out of their tax dollars and if the kids aren't graduating as functionally illiterate, we probably need more of these. You need more of them. Now, society probably doesn't. The taxpayers don't, but you probably do. Back to the story, the materials also included a handy chart for school staff and educators that classifies groups of people as either having privilege or oppression. That's nice. That is nice. I'm so glad our taxpayer dollars are going to this. Anyone who is, now if this is you, you're, you're naughty, naughty, you're, it, this is you, according to these, these teachers. Anyone who is white, able-bodied, straight, Christian, male, or who are either young adults or middle-aged adults from middle-class or upper-class backgrounds are, of course, privileged, and according to the chart, this leaves all other people to be classified as oppressed. I don't know who I'm oppressing, because I don't see anybody. <laughs> I'm at home most of the time. I'm at home. I do employ people. I do provide services and goods for people. I go to church. I go to the gym. Now, my kids might tell you occasionally I oppress them. We had to have a long talk about cleaning rooms uh, here recently. You know, it, 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 all that kind of stuff, getting to bed on time. That, they probably think that's oppressive, but that's parenting, right? This is just so much BS, and it is just infiltrated into every nook and cranny of Tennessee's public education system, and Republicans have first no interest, and then when they uh, make motions... Uh, and when they make noise about getting it out of school, it is always ceremonial. And it's, there's never any rubber meeting, there's no rubber meeting the road. There's nobody getting fired. There's nobody being penalized financially. It's just a bunch of noise. 
According to the presentation, even the very language that teachers use in the classroom may cause trauma, and the authors of Engage 23 exhort educators not to say triggering phrases such as, make this for your mommy, or how did you celebrate Christmas? Also included in the materials is a reading list that includes several resources for staff. One of these is a primer about sexual orientation from the American Psychological Association. You can't trust that organization at all, or the AMA which makes it crystal clear that public schools do not welcome biblical views on the topic. Of course we don't. Another link to the Safe Space Kit, Guide to Be an Ally to the LGBT Students, encourages teachers to commit to respecting the privacy of students who come out to them. I identify as a toaster oven. That's okay, honey. Live your truth. Jeez. All right, guys. You need to go over right now. Take your little hot little hands. Go into uh, your web browser or wherever you get your Spotify. And please do go to Mill Creek View Podcast. Okay, now there's also Mill Creek View Podcast. Make sure you look for the Tennessee version. That's the one you want. Check out my buddy, Steve Abramowitz, our great supporter. Somebody we appreciate a ton. Uh, Season 1 of Mill Creek View's CEO Special is also out and can be viewed on YouTube, Rumble, and Instagram video and wherever you listen to your podcasts. It'll be great for your small business owner. Uh, You'll pick up things there. Uh, It's great programming. A new episode comes out every Monday at 9 a.m. where Steve interviews great American business owners doing good things. Mill Creek View also has recently launched Mill Creek View Washington and Mill Creek View Florida podcast if you get caught up with what's going on with those states. So if you really want to hear some of the newsmakers in Tennessee, go to Mill Creek View Tennessee because it is quite impressive. Uh, And Steve gets to more people. When I see Steve's list of guests, I go, oh, I wish I could have interviewed them. I I wish I could do it. I wish I could get to it. So I do not have the prolific dedication that Steve has, and he usually gets to them first. uh, And so I don't have to interview him because Steve's interviewing them. And uh, there we have it. All right, guys, go to Mill Creek View uh, Tennessee Podcast and check these programs out and help another conservative in Tennessee trying to make a difference next story. Tennessee approves 7,800 appeals of third-grade reading retention law. More than 86% of the appeals filed related to Tennessee's third-grade retention law succeeded. I wonder wonder what 14% failed. I'd like to see the failing ones. Because obviously if 86% of them get approved, I want to know which ones, who failed it and why? Is it because like you put like, Johnny can't read a lick. Um, he says he's being tortured in school. Um, I don't know. What, what could you write down? Because, I mean, if all of them get through, even if they can't read and write, just to shuffle them through the system so that the system can keep getting the money and not be held accountable to deliver results for taxpayers, what is it that – how could you fail? Jason, we should probably do an open records request. And see if we can figure out how and why these these things failed. The Tennessee Department of Education said it approved 7,812 appeals from 9,054 unique students in the process. If students were part of the 60% of the state that did not receive a passing score on the reading portion of the Tennessee Comprehensive Academic Test, 60% that couldn't, couldn't make it. They were allowed to retake the test. If they scored approaching on the test but did not pass, they could uh, then appeal the result with the state or participate in a four-week reading summer camp with 90% attendance 
or commit to take tutoring through the fourth grade in order to advance. Most districts had less than 25% of students who took the retake score and scored proficient. So it's just interesting to me. Imagine what business you could be in where only 40% of what you sell worked. Hey, I got these 10 cows here. I'm going to sell them to you. 10 cows. Now listen, six of them are going to die, but I need to be paid for 10. Not only do I need to be paid for 10, you're going to pay me double what you could go and buy them anywhere else for. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to take the money from you. <laughs> Whether you want the cows or not. Oh, you don't want to use the cows? Doesn't matter. We're going to kill six and, and four we'll give away to somebody else. That is what government education is like in Tennessee. Baffling. And Republicans, Republicans look at it and they can't find any way to make it better. What kind of leadership is that? When you have a full-scale emergency on your hands in public education, when it is on fire, and you just let it just go on year after year, never helping the taxpayers, never helping the kids. That's leadership, baby. Next story, Embracing AI. University of Tennessee at Knoxville plans for AI integration and press release guidelines, or release guidelines, rather. The University of Tennessee at Knoxville has decided to integrate artificial intelligence into their education system, probably because they don't have any real intelligence, at least no return on investment, not for the kids that they encumber with debt and fill their heads full of garbage, under the guise of simply enhancing the learning experience. Guidelines have already been established for the upcoming 2023 and 2024 academic year, offering professors three different options or levels of using AI in the classroom. The first of these Open use allows students to use AI for any class assignment so long as the AI is given proper credit. Hey, I got an idea. What if we can take these people's money? They don't even have to work. They can just have a robot write the reports for them if we give them credit. And I don't have to teach so hard, and we don't have to see if they're actually proficient in anything. That'd be an awesome setup because more people would want to go to college because it's just going to get the paper until they hit the workforce and they can't get hired, and then if they are hired, employers realize they have no skills. Sounds like a great idea. The third option, strict use, allows professors to strictly ban their students from using AI for coursework, considering it a form of academic dishonesty. It seems like that would be the only approach you would want. Apparently, allowing uh, AI like ChatGPT to crank out a paper on a subject that uses student may or may not even be remotely understand, and turning it in is just as good as writing the paper yourself and does not qualifies academic dishonesty, at least as long as the professor says that it's okay. You can't make this stuff up, people. Fact is stranger than fiction. Next story. Tullahoma High School principal who suspended student for posting memes left poorly performing school behind after retirement in June. Well, most principals do. If they're leaving, they're leaving behind a poor performing school in Tennessee in most cases. Jason Quick tendered his resignation effective June 30th after three years at Tullahoma High School during his time at the school. Few test scores came up to pre-COVID benchmarks, and in most cases, the school fared worse during the last round of the state's assessment than it did previous year. Great work, Jason. We need more people like you in education. Overall, education language arts TCAP scores showed that students were 34% proficient after the 2022-2023 academic year, down from 40% the previous year. Before the pandemic, 39% of students were meeting or exceeding benchmarks. After the state resumed testing after COVID, 30% of students were found to be proficient. Less than a third of ninth graders taking English 
during the 2022-2023 uh, school year met the benchmarks 88 out of the total uh, 308. In 2019, that number was 34.54%. Overall math proficiency for Tullahoma High School readers was 20% this year, down from 24 last year. And in 2019, that score was 33%, followed by 21% after the state resumed testing. After the... <laughs> Oh, I don't mean to laugh, but sometimes things are so sad you got to laugh at them, right? I don't want to be weeping on this program. After this round of testing in 2023, out of the 284 students in ninth grade at Tullahoma High School, taking Algebra 1, just 37 met or exceeded expectations. Boy, that's a mere 13.1% in 2019. 22.3% of ninth graders met the benchmarks. And it goes on. August... 2022, Quick suspended a rising senior for posting three memes on a then 17-year-old's Instagram account that poked fun at the Tullahoma High School principal. Now, this, these aren't like dirty memes. They weren't obscene. They're just funny. It was like him as a, with dog ears or something. It was not like terrible. Like it wasn't vindictive or ugly or threatening. It was just humorous and playful would be the best way I could describe it. I've seen these. Now, there, now if there's one that's terrible and I hadn't seen it, I apologize. But the ones I saw were pretty harmless. In turn, the student has sued, seeking actual and compensatory damages, as well he should, against Quick and then Assistant Principal Derek Crutchfield, who has since taken over as principal. In addition, it also hoped that school social media policy will be deemed unconstitutional. <sighs> Next story. Inchum, Inkum, Eckum, who cares? America, to receive $2 million in incentives from Tennessee... Don't you wish as a small business owner or a taxpayer build uh, Lee and, and some kind of economic panel or chamber of commerce uh, globalist would just show up to your door with a bunch of money that they took from somebody else and say, here, use this money to try to compete against your competitors. Because we like picking winners and losers. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Tennessee continues to subsidize the electric vehicle manufacturing business in the state, most recently acknowledging $2 million in subsidies for uh, Incham America, which pan, plans to spend, they always do, plan to spend $152.5 million to create an electrolyte manufacturing operation in Brownsville. Ekum is headquartered in South Korea. Love giving those South Koreans Tennessee taxpayer dollars. It's great. It's great. It's wonderful. Everybody loves it. The electrolytes are used in electric vehicle batteries, uh, and the facility will be at the I-40 Advantage Industrial Park, which recently received a separate $1 million grant for access road construction and sewer infrastructure. The subsidy joins the 88 $884 million in the four Blue Oval City electric truck subsidy and the $78 million in subsidies the state has given the uh, Ultium sales plant in Spring Hill. I mean, the division in Ford Motor Company is losing billions of dollars every year. People don't want it. Tennessee also gave uh, 6K Energy, Tennessee, $1.75 million incentives for its battery material manufacturing plant in Jackson. Tennessee's Department of Community and Economic Development, which is redistributing poor and middle-class people's wealth to very wealthy muckety-mucks who are typically left-leaning corporatists. But I guess that's too long for a department name. Tout the subsidies being necessary to bring the electric vehicle facilities to Tennessee. We need losing businesses desperately in Tennessee. We need businesses that are epically losing money, and we need to take it from businesses that make money. we got to do this. Who, come, who makes these decisions? The same people that made the pandemic decisions. But those who study those subsidies uh, academically question if any of that's true. 
The research has shown that subsidies benefit politicians in both political donations and votes more than they impact the economy, as it always happens to be. Next story, guys. I got a question. Here's just a, it's one of these, uh, what do you call them? What is the word? It escapes me here. Rhetorical questions. I'm getting a little slow. I'm getting a little slow. In my old, my old doddering age here. If I told you, you know, next week, I'm shutting down the Tennessee Conservative News, the podcast, the social media channels. And if you asked me why I was doing it, and if I said, well, I just figured I'd shut it down because somebody else will do it. What would you tell me? Truly, what would you tell me? Because I've been here for 20 years and nobody has started a real, genuine conservative news outlet. The Tennessee Star played at it for a little while and, and they kind of abandoned the mission. Um, and so there's just me, right? If I said, if I'm just going to quit doing it, somebody else will do it. Would you say, that is sound reasoning and logic? Go ahead, Brandon. Just put it all down. Somebody else will pick it up in a couple of days. It'll be like nothing ever happened. You would never say that because you know that it would be untrue and crazy. And that it is like a very, uh, as the longer I do this, the more I realize it is very odd that we even have this. And I think it's part of God giving me a passion for it and me being weird enough and strange enough to do it. Okay? But a lot of conservatives, they think, I don't need to give, I don't need to donate, I don't need to participate financially because somebody else will do it. That logic is just as flawed and as foolish as what I just described to you. Because your neighbors won't do it because conservatives on the whole don't. We need you to be an exception. Just like Tracy, just like Mary and Eddie, we need you to be exceptions. So please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Hit that support button because believe me, ain't nobody else going to do it. You've heard me say that time and time again. Ain't nobody else going to do it. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Hit that subscribe button and the support button and give some kind of small monthly contribution. It does not have to be massive. Anything that, that helps us keep the lights on and pay our staff who work for, for far less than what I wish we could pay them. Um, but we, you know, I don't take any money out of this. I do this completely for free. So if I can do this for free, you can chip in. And when you do, <laughs> you will receive these two bumper stickers. A Don't California, my Tennessee bumper sticker, which people get a kick out of. You'll also get this Don't Feed, or Stop Feeding the Rhinos bumper sticker. You will get a directory of your elected officials. We will send that to you along with my heartfelt congratulations and appreciation for getting off your duff and doing something that will make a difference, a significant difference. And we'll also send you this Stop Feeding the Rhinos tumbler and a koozie to keep your beverages warm or hot during this uh, heat wave that we've got going on. If you give $50 or more or a recurring donation of $10 or more, because we need them. We need them to keep the lights on. And like I said, I was just, this week has been uh, the most we have received more economic blessings for what we do here, which one of my pastors said that this is your ministry, and I, I believe it, it is. I mean, it's like a no-profit, for-profit. It's like a ministry. So I'm just, our ministry, our work that we do here at the Tennessee Conservative, has received more support in the last week 
granted we didn't check the mailbox last week because we were uh, out of town but it has just been above and beyond amazing and a lot of it happened before i even mailed any letters or didn't i'm being attacked by a gnat or something here sorry professional grade professional grade pocket tucker carlson doesn't give it to you like this i wish i could be that polished um it's just been amazing the outpouring of support so maybe something's catching on maybe the hearts of our subscribers have changed now it does it, it did happen primarily from just a handful of people but that's all i need i just need a handful of more of people additional people just to wake up and say i'm gonna help i'm gonna get off the, fi the sidelines financially i'll close with this little story and if i've told you before i apologize if i repeat myself as i often do there was a lady that came up to me after an event and i've been given to some national something up in dc that does something i'm not really familiar with this is what the lady says and I give them so much per month, and I realize that, like, I don't know what's happening with that money. I don't know where it's going. It's some big national nothing. I don't feel like my money's going to make a difference in Washington, but I feel like based upon what you're doing and what I have heard through my own uh, civic engagement and experience, that if I put money into things in Tennessee and in local politics, things that affect local politics and state politics, it does go further. It does make a difference, and I would argue that it does. And she said, I'm changing that. I'm shifting my budget over to the Tennessee Conservative News because I see the impact of the work you're doing. I have no idea if these people are making any difference where I'm sending my money now. And I said, thank you very much. And so if you have a similar contribution that you're giving to some nameless, faceless national organization and you can't see the difference that it makes, send it on our way. I promise you, we don't waste any of the money here at the Tennessee Conservative. It doesn't go to overhead. It doesn't go to me. It doesn't go to large salaries. It goes straight to the bottom line of conservative change making in Tennessee because when we report the truth our subscribers take action it's very simple that's all we do we're just a for-profit truth-telling uh, free speech press outlet and the rights of the press shall not be infringed even though the state of Tennessee I'm sure would like to try and probably will at some point but it's in our Constitution both the Tennessee and the US and so uh, we appreciate your help. I know I'm kind of rambling a little here, but I, I feel like I've missed you because I've not talked to you since the last time. And even though you're not here, uh, I always feel like I'm talking to people because I get to see them out in uh, the events that I go to, which I do still have two stops in the Let's Go Brandon tour. Uh, one of them is in McMinnville, and the other one is in McMinn County, I believe. I need to look. I didn't, I didn't print that out. I didn't make those notes. But there's two more stops on the Let's Go Brandon Tennessee uh, tour. Actually, three. I gotta add one, Jason. We need to add one in uh, in Teleco Village. So if you remind me of that, I would appreciate it. So we're gonna be in Teleco Village. We're gonna be in McMinn County, and we're gonna be in McMinnville. So I'll see you somewhere, somewhere in a city near you. Good news story. We're gonna close strong. Two good news stories. Here we go. New parental rights laws go into effect uh, with fall semester at Tennessee public schools. And court case rules that ban on teacher payroll deductions for union dues will stand. Here we go. As public schools across the state get ready to welcome back students after the summer break, a new parental rights law essentially goes into effect at the beginning of the fall semester. As public schools across the state get ready to welcome back students after the summer break, a new parental rights law essentially goes into effect with the beginning of this semester. Did I read that twice? Man, I am getting, I'm getting old and daughtery. 
The new law requires Tennessee students to obtain parental consent before allowing students to participate in surveys, join student clubs, or be present for courses that discuss sexual orientation and gender identity. Parental and legal guardians must be allowed to review all surveys, analysis, and evaluations prior to being administered. This is a good thing. In the school, districts must obtain a written, informed, and voluntary signed consent of parents. That's good. And why do you have to do this? And again, I keep saying this. All these laws they have to pass about you got to tell parents what to do. You can't tell kids that uh, being white is bad. You can't try to convince boys they're girls and girls they're boys. And you can't, like all these laws we have to pass, you have to be able to read. We have to pass all these laws because public education is so fundamentally broken. If it were worth a hoot, you wouldn't have to pass any of these laws. The fact that it is so broken and so dangerous for kids to even be in these, these terrible environments, it, 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 it's all the more reason for no strings attached tax rebates. Let We know the government is failing at education. They have tried it for a long time. It is now time to just give the money back and let parents who want to leave, leave. Now, if you love public education, you're dedicated and committed to it, you just stay in it. Nobody's going to make you leave. And they don't want you to leave. It's just money for them. It's a, it's a government job. But for those that want to leave, let them leave. Next story. Court rules that ban on teacher payroll and deductions for union dues will stand. A court ruling will now allow the state to eliminate the option for public school employees to have membership dues for professional teacher organizations deducted from their paychecks. Governor Bill Lee signed Senate Bill 0281 into law in May that would put an end to teachers having the annual dues automatically withdrawn from groups like Tennessee Education Association. The law was set to go into effect on July 1st. TEA sued the state in June. It is so funny that government employees can lobby the government against the taxpayers' interests with government money. I'll say that again. That government employees can use taxpayer dollars to sue the same government for things that are in not in the best interest of the taxpayer. That should be illegal in my opinion. TA sued in June stating that the ban would cost them funds and minimize the revenue. Good, and of course, that's the point which comes solely from those member fees. TA President Tanya Coates, which is just going to have to take a pay cut, Tanya. Uh, this ban was mean-spirited, and the way it was passed was unconstitutional. Really? I don't know anywhere in the Constitution where it says that government institutions <laughs> have to have payroll deductions for whatever else. Anyway, however, on Friday, the judges issued a decision stating the bill's caption clearly states... What the law does, and including both parts of the bill, is not a violation of the single subject requirements for Tennessee laws under the state constitution. It's simple. Just go ask people for the money. You, you can get it from them. It might be a little harder. You'll be all right. Y'all will keep, don't worry, Tanya, y'all will keep ruining the lives of children with or without this. Government education is going to roll on. It's going to continue to be ineffective and pointless. So don't you worry. Don't don't you worry. They're, the, the kids will still be functionally illiterate. I know you're trying harder. You want to get them there faster, and you've got goals. But uh, don't worry about it, Tanya. It's going to be all right. That's it, fellas. I came back. I did run a little long today. So what did I do on this trip? I always tell you what I'm going to do. We went down into a massive gorge that had about 1,100 steps, and that was interesting. Hot as blazes out there. Uh, Clayton, Georgia has a lot to offer. I really did enjoy it. We went to a few nice restaurants. I went to a beautiful winery. What was it called? 
Stone Hill or Stonewall Winery. It was really good. Went to a little distillery there with a friend of mine uh, from Alabama. Um, we did a hiking trail in a primitive area along a huge ridge. It was about a three-mile loop, and that was neat. Uh, what else? And I went rafting. I went rafting down the Chattooga River, and it was fun. I went with my daughter, uh, Albert, uh, his son, and Waylon, and we just had a blast. It was just the, the guide and us, and uh, it was fun. It was a little sketchy. Uh, the river was way down. Uh, we almost fell out of the boat a few times. I mean, there were some Class 5 rapids there. Jumped off some rocks, swam around, uh, had lunch on the little little stone thing. I mean, it's just beautiful. Uh, the Chattooga River, if I'm understanding properly, is like this huge river that is in a protected area, whatever that means. But basically, it means that you can't build a house, you can't build a road, you can't build a structure. It is as natural as it gets. And it's not dam controlled. Uh, it, it's just out there. And so you go for hours and hours, and there's nothing but nature and these beautiful uh, rock uh, formations and boulders and cliffs. And we saw a fair amount of wildlife while we were out there. Uh, it was beautiful. Just a fun trip with the family. Um, then I came back. I'm working my keister off. And now I've got to go down to Biloxi, Mississippi. I am not a gambler. I do not gamble. I consider business to be enough of a gamble. But I got some friends, some fraternity brothers, that I have not seen some of them in a decade. Uh, some of them I've seen recently. But a buddy of mine, Sambo, is really good at being the spoke on his wheel, and I'm the spoke on my wheel. And uh, he has people on his wheel that I don't, and I have people on, on my wheel that he doesn't. And we bring people together. Uh, and so I'm going to go down there and hang out. I'm covered up with work. I really need to stay here and work. But I can't work every single hour on every single thing. Eventually, I have to go somewhere somehow and do something with some people I know. Or otherwise, if you don't spend time and energy with your friends and your family, those connections get loose. And so you just got to do it. That's part of it. So that's what I'll be doing. I'll be driving a lot and hanging out and trying to figure out. Hopefully, I, I told them I want to go see some shows. I'm, I'm more of a, I'd rather go there and see live, see live entertainment. But I do not gamble. Uh, I don't have any talent for it. It just makes me upset to lose my money. I'd rather spend it on something. You know what I mean? But that's what's going on, guys. A uh, long time ago, something you may not know, uh, and I'll close with this, and I've thought about doing this, but I don't know that I will. My father used to drive all the way up to uh, Albertville, Alabama, from Gulfport, Mississippi, which is really close to Biloxi. And he would pick me up and drive me all the way down there on the weekends when he had me, which is just an, I mean, amazing dedication. And uh, I would ride in the back of his Swamp Fox van. Uh, and if you've never heard me talk about that uh, in, a, in an audience, it's, it's quite humorous. Um, and I'd ride in the back and sleep on the way there, and we'd get there. And Dad uh, had a little vinyl top shop where he would put tops on cars. And uh, he had a little efficiency apartment in the shop that had like I remember like the toilet the sink everything was just in one room it was like a bachelor pad like I used to think about a blue collar technician and I'd sleep in there and dad would work every day till about three o'clock and uh, when he had me and then he would let me go to the beach every day I want to go to the beach kids love the beach I love the beach and so I remember going down there and I would love to try to figure out where Pop's Top Shop used to be, he used to have this t-shirt that said, don't run around topless. 
go to Pop's Top Shop. And so I'm sure the building has long since been torn down, demolished, etc. That would have been 35 years ago. But it would be interesting if I could figure out where it is. But I have no idea. I've tried to even get online and reference it, but I'm sure they ain't no records of a small little top shop in uh, Gulfport, Mississippi. But maybe I'll see something I recognize. Maybe my memory will come back to me. So I'm going to try to drive around because I am driving separate down there. And I'm sleeping in my own hotel room. They said, oh, you can room with so-and-so and and save money. I'm like, nope, I like taking naps in the middle of the day, and I like to go to bed whenever I want to go to bed without any noise or distractions. I'm going to drive separate, and I'm going to sleep, sleep separate. So that's what's going on with me this weekend. So if I'm not around, that's why. Guys, I missed you last week. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for caring about Tennessee's news and for enduring uh, my nasally voice and my redneck accent and my terrible wandering delivery to get the news. <laughs> there are more efficient and entertaining ways of getting it, so the fact that you tune in means a lot to me. All right, guys. Love you, mean it. Take care. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.